right, welcome to Fit Talk with Nick. This is the first ever episode, so thank you for tuning in. Some things that we're going to cover regarding this new show that's going to be on this network is health and wellness, more from a casual standpoint. Um, It's going to be beginner-oriented, advanced. It all depends on where you are kind of in your fitness journey, to be honest with you. I am your host. My name is Nick Rodriguez. I live in Bethlehem. I mean, let me give you a couple credentials about me. I went to IUP for college. I actually went to Notre Dame High School for high school. Let's start there. We're going to start at high school. So I started at Notre Dame High School, went there, Catholic school, did track. That's kind of where I fell in love with the whole fitness industry. It is a Catholic school. So I did not go to any public schools. Very small, 500 kids in the entire school. So my graduating class was like a buck fifty. Really not that big compared to other schools in the area, East and Parkland Freedom. Um, so then I went to IUP for a couple years where I got my bachelor's in exercise science and I decided to stay an extra two years. As a graduate student working with the faculty, we decided to get my sports science MS. And that was a great experience. Definitely dipped my toes into research. It was it was a lot. It was definitely a lot to get into. So I actually fell in love with fitness or research, I just say, after the fact of college, just because I was more allowed to read what I wanted to read and kind of dive into the topics that were truly interesting to me. College is actually amazing, but I do not change my decision to attend IUP and work under that faculty that was there. Some of the topics that we will be diving to in this show or diving into with this show, very basic, weight loss, strength gain, literally going to go over some mental, emotional things. Um, I'm not a therapist, but that does tie into wellness. Um, I'll tell you guys about a model later today. And then even go over some habits that can be used to jumpstart the fitness journey moving forward. For now, I just appreciate y'all tuning in. So let's get into it. So some of the topics that I have covered right now are health and wellness. Six dimensions of wellness. It is a model that's used by the National Wellness Institute. um, But it's something that I think everybody should actually use. um, And at least look into just because there are some... I want to say basic frameworks there that people could use to kind of keep themselves in line. The six dimensions of wellness would be occupational wellness, emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, intellectual, and social. Uh, I confidently believe that majority of the people in America lack more than half of those. And that is not all by our control. Some of those things do not, they're not within our control at the end of the day. You have external forces, jobs, government policy. Um, Other relationships that might be in your life, you might have an injury, and you could really have a spiritual disconnection as in like you just don't, you you could be nihilistic to be honest, just believe everything is meaningless and there's no purpose to it. And some people really lack social skills. That's some of the things that people can kind of categories, I would say that people can improve on in their life. And we are literally going to start at one and go through what they mean. And as you listen, just see if it is something that you would be able to improve upon. Okay, so we're going to dive into occupational wellness. So if you've never heard this or something that you've heard before, um, it basically deals with your occupation, your job. What do you like to do um, for money? What do you value? What kind of skills do you have? Um, And how do you want to mold yourself in the future? So at the end of the day, are you at home using your time wisely? Or are you kind of just sitting there staring at the wall? I mean, I play video games myself. I love them. God of War blows my mind. But... I cannot spend six, seven hours of doing that. You can't do that to logically pay the bills unless you're a streamer. And if that is not where you're at right now in life, that's possibly not where you're going to be yet. But 
again, if you're going to mold yourself in that direction, then maybe investing some time into video games and learning about the industry is something that you should definitely do. But it's also a journey and it's not something that's supposed to be figured out quickly. I believe that it takes a while to figure out your occupation and what you would like to do, what you value. And there are many things that can roadblock people, whether that's going through life backwards or being rushed into everything. But at the end of the day, people do find their place. And it's very daunting. (laughs) But again, it's one of the six dimensions of wellness. And I say that because they are all interdependent. Your occupation can definitely have an effect on your social life and vice versa. Second dimension of wellness, we're going to go into the emotional. So think of it this way. How do you view the world? What is your perspective? I tell people that perspective is everything. It resonates with some people and then other people think it's hogwash. That's a-okay. But do you have a glass half empty or glass half full perspective? And this is going to come into play in the gym and in anything you do pretty much because Let us assume that you go to the gym for the first time, you're trying to do squats, whether it's bodyweight squats or loaded squats. You fall over, you don't do well. Are you going to handle that as more of like an obstacle that you can overcome or are you just going to get upset and leave the gym? And that goes for anything, whether it's learning a new recipe, trying new foods, trying to open up to people in the family, friends, etc. And another thing that I that falls into that dimension of wellness that I believe should be kind of tailored to at a young age. And again, it's a journey that happens throughout life. Awareness versus denial. How aware of you of your emotions and what they do to you or what I should say make you do in life? How do you manifest everything that you feel on a physical plane? And for example, we'll say weight loss. I work with a bunch of people now. I do have clientele. Some of them cannot lose weight. Um, It's a very difficult thing and it comes down to eating, it comes down to mentality and a lot of consistency, but they don't have a good relationship with it. And some of them are willing to kind of acknowledge where they are and others really will not. It's a a big challenge for them. Um, But I think that that's something that people should work on kind of to help improve themselves. Use these, as I said, use these dimensions as a little framework to just see where you are, what what you can improve upon on and kind of where you have a solid foundation at. All right, so the third one, would it be physical? This is what everybody knows. Go to the gym, you're running, anything, how you look, basically how you exude yourself to the people. This is another important part of wellness that we kind of slack on, but it's becoming very prominent due to social media um, and just the internet as a whole. Everything you do, how you look, every picture of your video is kind of thrown out there, whether it's in a yearbook, whether it's on a Facebook profile, even go throwback to MySpace. There are those things are still there. Um, and that that physical form that you have that you throw out there, it, it, it plays tricks on your mind, plays tricks on other minds. How many people listening know that bodybuilders, many bodybuilders, have body dysmorphia? It doesn't only run one way. It doesn't run where you see yourself super skinny or you see yourself super overweight. It goes both directions. So even though these people, yes, they are competing in these bodybuilding competitions, whether they take months, years. It's something that they do for themselves that either A, they enjoy their occupation, or B, it makes them feel good on an emotional level. And there's all the other dimensions of wellness that could even fold into that that they enjoy. Um, But it kind of, it's used as a gauge. How do you eat? Do you work out? Are you running? Are you walking? Are you even just taking the time to go to a dermatologist, go to a podiatrist, just go to the doctors and check on your basic health? Um, That's very important. It's something people neglect. It is a little hard. Um, <laughs> it is a little bit hard in our country, I would say. You know, healthcare is a, it's a problem for some. 
not for others. Um, but at the end of the day, you still have to prioritize your physical health over everything. You're going for longevity. Health and wellness is equivalent to longevity and quality of life. So the fourth one would be spiritual. Some people, as I stated earlier, think this is hogwash. I also thought it was a load of BS. But your values, your beliefs, and your purposes do matter in life. Um, they matter where you're going, and it kind of keeps you on the ground to keep moving down that path. So if you value going out every night and drinking, yes, it's going to interrupt with moving towards a more healthy lifestyle. If you value being infidel, being infidelous, cheating, and, and being a womanizer or vice versa, that is going to mess with your relationships. It's going to mess with your social dimensions of wellness, intellectual even, physical as well, just because if you're down and out, you're feeling guilty, you're feeling depressed, obviously you're going to cope in the best way that you know how. For some people, that's snacks. For some people, it's not eating. But whatever it is, you got to find that balance. That's where that emotional wellness comes to fruition where it can help you out. So the fifth dimension of wellness is intellectual wellness. There is a lot of this to go around. I know a lot of people in the world that are very smart. I mean, I know a lot of people in the world who are smart and do not apply themselves. Now, I think that's a shame sometimes, but there's got to be something that resonates with them in some way, some type of catalyst that'll make them see that potential that they have. But I believe everybody has that potential. It just has to be unlocked in some way. So how do you boost intellectual wellness or kind of find out where you're at? Well, first, you got to find out what you like, what piques your interest, what challenges you. Is it drawing? Is it coloring? Is it computer programming? Is it reading books? Is it simply doing thought experience and creating mind maps, creative arts, theater, anything that kind of challenges you and puts you out of your comfort zone and makes you think and teaches you how to adapt is going to be beneficial for you in the long run. And the sixth dimension of social or of dimensional wellness is the social aspect of it. So think of community. How can this help you out? At the end of the day, being antisocial is very bad for you. Humans are meant to socialize, so they must. The internet allowed a whole different method of socialization, but it's still not the same thing as face-to-face conversation or being within a certain radius of a human being. Um, it, it works out well, but it's just not the same thing. I believe that one of the important things of social wellness is creating that community, whether that be at the gym, whether that be with neighbors, family, friends. Um, any pretty much aspect of community would fit into that. And what are you contributing? What are other people contributing to the cause? Do you even have a cause that you are contributing to? Do you belong to a community? I think these these are questions that people should ask themselves, kind of to figure out where they are. Because um, you really can't get started if you don't know your starting point. If you think that you're way ahead of where you actually are, that's going to throw your whole trajectory off on where you're going to land in the future. So let's recap all that real quick. Again, the six dimensions of wellness, occupational deals with your career, emotional obviously deals with your emotional awareness, acceptance of your emotions and what happens in life. And if you really view the world half full or half empty, um, physical would be that third one. And that's just, what do you put in your body? What do you do with your body to get what you want out of it? Okay. Can't be loading up eating sticks of butter, but you also just can't be eating plants all day, every day. There's got to be a fine balance somewhere. You can't always lift heavy but you can't always just lift five pounds because you're not getting enough stimulus. So there's always got to be a nice balance when it comes to physical. And that is a very hard part. 
Um, the fourth one is spiritual. Again, values, beliefs, and purpose. Some people are nihilistic. Some people are atheists. Some people are Buddhists. Some people practice Hinduism. Some people just don't care. And if that's that, if that's you and you are right with that, then that's it. Okay, your spiritual wellness is taken care of. But there are people who really are in a battle with themselves on whether they are good people, whether they, whether they do good things. And if you firmly believe that you're in that category, then as of now, your spiritual wellness is a-okay. That might change. All of these things are dynamic. You are not the same person at six year old at six years old as you are at 29. If you are, that might not be the best thing. You got to grow in life. Moving on. The fifth dimension of wellness is intellectual wellness. Again, we recap with, what do you do? You do Sudoku puzzles, word searches. Are you playing challenging games? Are you actually critical thinking? Are you just reading? You do an algebra by yourself in your room? You reading chemistry? Brushing up on your biology? Um, it all depends on what your interests are. That's, that's another hard part. Not everybody can read. Not everybody cares about the economy. Not everybody cares about robotics. Not everybody cares about all the things going on, and there are a lot of options to challenge yourself as an individual. You could even go to Cracker Barrel and play that really hard pin game they got in the form of the triangle. That's what I did as a kid. Didn't really get me anywhere. But the last dimension of wellness is social wellness. Again, recap with community. Do you belong anywhere? Do you help people out? Do you contribute? Is there a group or organization that you belong to that look up to you for leadership or for help? or any type of guidance. Um, those are important to have. Um, it's at least something that people should look into because, again, you could always read about the stats of being antisocial or being social, and if that's what drives you, then that's what drives you. Um, but I believe in using that stuff as well. But hearing from other people about their experiences is also something that kind of touches closer to home. You're not really worried about reading like an academic paper on what it's like being antisocial. Go talk to somebody who wasn't... We just had a lockdown for two years. Go talk to these people and see how it affected all these dimensions of wellness and see if they went up or down. Odds are they went down, um, but you're not really going to know that unless you speak to people or you're looking for that type of information. And the big thing that I want to try to provide here over the next couple of weeks, months, however long, is I want to provide solutions to the problem in ways that people can empower themselves so that way they don't need to rely on other factors in order for them to meet these six dimensions of wellness, if that makes sense. I want people to be in control of their jobs, control of their emotional wellness, and control of their physical appearance, spiritual wellness, intellectual wellness, social. I'm, I'm a firm believer in the fifth one. Never stop learning. It's very important that we always keep doing that. Um, we are going to segue into something that I just want to touch on is, if you're listening to this, what does health and wellness mean to you? Kind of what do you get out of it? And I just want to do this exercise pretty much to find your why statement on why do you do what you do. Um, it's going to be a hard process for some people because you really got to figure out why you're doing something good, why you're doing something bad, whether it works for you or if it doesn't. Of course, it's obvious if you're doing something bad, you're not going to feel good. Um, but some people, as a coping mechanism, will always do bad things to make themselves feel better. Um, but example, health and fitness to me is simply about quality of life and longevity. Back in the day, I used to work out for sports. And if you're a college athlete or you're a high school athlete, go for it. That's your why statement. That's perfectly fine. Um, but for me, right now, it's just longevity and quality of life. I see that a lot of people are in need of that, especially after the past couple of years. Um, it's actually been a growing problem for decades before I was even born. Um, but it's definitely something that people need to touch upon. To have families, you have siblings, you have 
all these people and all these things that you want to experience, how can you do that if your life starts declining at 48? And I work with a lot of 48-year-olds. I look with a lot of 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, not too many young people. And I can tell you that it is a very big discrepancy on those age ranges, on who can do what and who can't do certain things. And it's actually kind of startling to me. But there's got to be a way to manage that decline. And there is. Exercise and nutrition and focusing on the six dimensions of wellness. If we do that, we can prevent everyone aging, whether it's on any of those planes, too fast. And they can get the best quality of life that they do. Because as I said earlier, these are all interdependent. So when one goes up, the others might go down. Two might go up, three might go down. It all depends. And it's a lot of tinkering, a lot of trial and error. But that's why it's called the fitness journey and not a one-stop shop. All right. So the one thing I want to cover, well, another thing I want to cover would be some ways to get started um, with a fitness lifestyle, whether it's beginning eating, beginning exercise, or even just changing the way that you think. Um, I got four points. You should definitely put these to the test and see if they work. Test my metal, okay? Number one, find someone to join you. Okay, so this touches on physical, and it also touches on the social dimension of wellness. Join a group fitness class. Ask somebody to go to the gym with you. Ask somebody to walk with you. Ask your spouse, brother, cousin, anything just to embark on these tasks with you so that way you're not alone. You're a lot less afraid, anxious. You're less in your head. Um, And you can actually get a quality workout with somebody else pushing you. I usually work out alone. I used to work out with other people. But it all depends. That works for me. You know, I never really enjoyed working out with other people. I found that I focus better by myself doing my own task and kind of just getting things finished. Um, But again, everybody is different. It's all a unique experience. Number two, find inspiration. Now, when I wrote this down, I had in mind my inspirations. I'm going to tell you what they are, and they might shock you. I drew inspiration from everything that I saw. One of my biggest inspiration was WWE. I should say WWF, back when it was the World Wrestling Federation. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Kane, Undertaker. These people were the big dogs. And I definitely looked up to them when it came to their strength, speed, power, gusto. Kane was kind of creepy, but I definitely liked the choke slam and the fact that he could lift somebody up with one arm. So that was something I embodied. That's what I tried to do as a kid. Um, some other people, you watch movies, you watch film. Kids have all this inspiration, all these superhero films. I used to read comics as a kid. Um, so that was something that I drew from. I still, to this day, would love to be Spider-Man. If you can put me in CRISPR, $10,000, $20,000 surgery, I would do it. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but other people have different inspirations. Some people like Mulan. Some people like Hercules. I was, I was that kind of guy. Hercules is one of the best. Um, some people like singers. Literally. Some people look at singers... And they want to be them. They want to embody them, whether it's voice, whether it's attitude, whether it's confidence or whether it's the way they look. It's, it's just something that people want to do. We need an inspiration when we start to do these because that way you have an end goal. You might never hit that goal. Like I said earlier, everything changes. It's all dynamic, but it's a starting point on where you want to go. Change all you need. That happens in life. You're not, you have different needs when you have a child versus when you're only in college versus when you're only in high school. So it doesn't really matter. Your inspiration can change at a moment's notice. Um, Number three habit, start small and go big. What do I mean by that? You probably heard this a lot, but do not take on 20 tasks at once. 
break it down. One task, two tasks, three tasks. In terms of going to the gym, when you, oh, I don't know what to program. I don't know how to work out. I tell people this. It's very simple. Learn how to do a squat, learn how to do a push-up, and learn how to do a lunge. That's it. That is all you have to do, and that's going to take you so far that people don't realize it. I'm going to give you a little example. If you never did a push-up in your life, let's assume you're 5'6", 230, never did a push-up in your life, you're going to have bad form, lack of endurance, lack of strength. You probably won't even be able to do one. However, do one push-up, two push-ups, three push-ups every day for 30 days. By the end of the 30 days, you're going to go from doing no push-ups to almost 10. It just happens through consistency. Your body will adapt to any stressors that you put onto it. And that goes for food. Me, I'm a picky eater. Listen, I'm pretty sure I survived on noodles and eggs when I was a kid. My mom told me that. But now I'm trying to expand my palate. It's kind of embarrassing to say at 28, but listen, exposure therapy, if you guys don't know what that is, just look into it. I will eat little pieces of tomatoes because I hate tomatoes, but I will toss them into my food every now and then just so I can get a taste for it and start eating more vegetables. And that's just the easiest way to kind of start a habit. Start small, go big. Next couple months, who knows, maybe I'll be eating full tomatoes. Probably not, but I'm still going to try because I need that. And that's what everybody should be doing. So again, start small then go big. Don't overwhelm yourself. Um, just because, think about it, if you're discouraged, you might not try again for five, six days. And we need consistency, consistency to build yourself up. And the final habit, I'm a firm believer in this, education is key. Educate yourself. You would be shocked at how many people that I talk to throughout the week that just don't know how to do something. And they're very close. They're very close to getting there. And they could learn it if they just did a little reading, did a little testing, um, and kind of trusted themselves a little bit. So education is key. If you do not know how to eat well, you don't know anything about nutrition, you got YouTube, you've got a whole bunch of online um, education sources, you've got books, you've got, you could have trainers, or you could even have a dietitian in the family, talk to them, ask them questions, start taking notes, um, and then use that start small and go big habit to kind of start making the shift to where you want to go in life. If you don't know how to lift weights or you don't know, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do a squat properly or it doesn't feel right, read a book, watch a video, talk to me, send me a message, I'm down. I'll explain everything to you, I'll give you all cues, um, but there's a ton of resources that people can learn these things from and kind of start on that journey. Because at the end of the day, it's all about empowerment. You don't want anybody to really have total control over your occupational wellness, your emotions, your physicality, your spirit, your intellect, or even your social habits. You want to be in control of those things. And I know all that stuff gets a little overwhelming, but by managing it and by kind of facing that fear, we can get that stuff under wraps. And that's the beauty of all of it. So again, to recap those four habits, find someone to join you. Get a buddy, get a friend, get a family member, start small, go big. Find an inspiration, hang it on your wall, put it as your wallpaper. Consume that content every day. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, And educate yourself on the topics that you want to progress in, whether that be nutrition, whether that be emotional health, whether that be how how to learn better, be a more efficient learner, how to talk to people, or even a different type of religious book. Just educate yourself and kind of find yourself on where you want to be. I don't look at the six dimensions of wellness as something that we just 
cookie cut and try to put the puzzle pieces in because like I said earlier, everybody is unique. We are all very different and things change. So this little wheel, six dimensions of wellness is definitely going to change in your life and it's better to be prepared than taken off guard. All right. So today, I mean, we got a general introduction of who I am and what the show is going to bring you. Um, We went over the six dimensions of wellness, just kind of to give everybody a framework on where to get started and kind of be a little introspective with this, kind of figure out what your triggers are, see what helps you, see what doesn't help you. And the last thing I gave you guys four tips to kind of get started on this whole thing. Remember, always find a buddy if you can, if you prefer it. Awesome. If you don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Start small, go big. Do not overwhelm yourself when it comes to the task that you want to complete. Find that inspiration in anybody or anything any work of art, any type of media. And last thing is educate yourself. Stay smart, stay strong, and just don't be taken off guard because lack of knowledge. We live in the digital era. There is no lack of knowledge. There's just a lack of confidence and tons of imposter syndrome rolling around (laughs) affecting people. But education and knowledge is definitely attainable. Thank you for listening with Fit Talk with Nick. Um, I will see you guys next time and thank you for tuning in. Bye.